The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. Madrasa on A. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to the program Madrasa on E, the Hajj edition. I'm your host Yasmina Peterson along with Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams in studio this afternoon inshallah. And we are still on a topic of Hajj. However, we are under the banner of how does the history of Hajj impact on the lifestyle of our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And with that, I'm going to hand over to Sheikh to do a recap for us as well as doing the opening du'a and starting this program inshallah before i do that do know that you can interact with us on our whatsapp number as well as our sms number you probably know the drill by now if you are going to be sending through your questions we will be looking at that after three o'clock inshallah but for now sheikh assalamu alaikum wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh sheikh how are you doing this afternoon alhamdulillah i'm quite fine and how's yourself and Yasmina? I'm Alhamdulillah, Sheikh. With the time now being at 12 minutes past the hour of 2, I now for Sheikh the opportunity to do the opening dua for us as well as continue. Okay, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Alhamdulillah rabbil alameen, wal-aqibatu lil-muttaqeen, wal-jannatu lil-muahideen. Rabbi sharrah li sadri wa yassir li amri, wahlul uqdatan min lisani yafqahu kawli. اللهم علمنا بما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وارزقنا علما يا ذا الجلال والإكرام السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله thanks and praise due to Allah always and forever and love and salam on our beloved Prophet Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم his family his friends and all those who follow his path اللهم آمين may Allah grant us to be a part of them آمين يا رب العالمين um, allow me to have the opening dua. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytanir rajim bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Ar-Rahmanir rahim. Maliki yawmiddin. Iyaka na'budu wa iyaka nasa'in. Ihdina siratal mustaqim. Siratal ladhina na'amta alayhim. Ghayril maghdub alayhim waladdalin. Ameen. Rabbana zalamna anfusana fa'illam taghfir lana wa tarhamna lana kunanna minal khasirin. Allahum habib ilayna al-eeman wa zayyinhu fi qulubina wa karrih ilayna al-kufra wal-fusuka wal-isyan wa ja'anna minal rashidin. Allahum atinu fusana taqwaha wa zakkiha anta khayru man zakkaha. أنت وليها ومولاها يا رب العالمين اللهم اجعل الحجاج حجهم حجا مبرورا وسعيهم سعيا مشكورا وذنبهم ذنبا مغفورا وعملهم صالحا مقبولا وتجارتهم لن تبور يا نور النور عالما ما في الصدور أخرجنا وإياهم من الظلمات إلى النور برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين وصلى الله على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله As for the recap of what we did yesterday we were looking into the history of 
Nabi Ismail and the things that happened with him and his dad and the fact that happened with the slaughtering. And then after that, which we went into the history of um, uh, after the, the doing the process of Nabi, uh, Nabi Ismail, we went to the slaughtering of him, I said, we went all, even to the process of the building of the Kaaba and the role played by Nabi Ismail with his dad and the pro, uh, the, the, the they've built the Kaaba and the du'as made and, and, and the, the issues that Allah has shown them the method to be able to perform the Hajj and then we, we went to the situation where Allah Ta'ala asked of Nabi, uh, Nabi uh, Ibrahim والسلام, to do the official invitation to humanity to come and perform the Hajj at the Baytullah um, we've, we've done all that and then we went into the history of looking at the effect of Oh, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, his effect on the issue of Hajj, and we went into the birth of uh, um, the grandfather of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, his great grandfather getting married to a lady in Yathrib, and he goes off to uh, um, to Syria to Sham in, in, in Gaza. He actually uh, goes there with the intention to make business and come back. Qadr Allah, Allah decides and he passes on in Gaza but having married to his, to this lady um, and there has been an intimacy with them uh, and he intended to be able to take her back as he on his return but it was not decreed that way by Allah and she became pregnant and she uh, both put forth a son and she named the son Shaybatul Hamd and we explained the reason as to the why she named him that name and um, later on the his uncle came to hear that his uh, that he, he uh, the uncle of him, him of Shaybatul Hamd by the name of Muttalib came to hear that his brother got married in Medina in Yathrib I'm sorry and in, when he got married in Yathrib, he intended to take his wife with him, but he passed on. And so Muttalib went to visit and find out more about this lady and what happened. And he then found out that there has been a child and the child has been born. And he made the request to the family to say to them that this child obviously is one of the Sada of Quraysh, of the leaders that will be in the future, if they probably can give him the right to be able to take the child. But obviously the child is now going to be a young foreign child to to go to Makkah without a mother and so arrangements was made after some time when the child grew up and became a little boy uh, uh, then only the child uh, returned with his uncle to Makkah and when he came into Makkah there was the understanding amongst the Meccan people that um, when you see a person and he has little slave boys around him and they always do this and that and Abdul Mut uh, 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 this boy Shaybatul Hamd was now with his uncle Muttalib and when the people looked at him and saw he, how he actually kept his uh, relationship with his uncle so very very strong they thought that he was a slave boy and they called him Ab, uh, Abdul Muttalib the slave of Muttalib and not knowing that he was not the slave uh, 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 um, because this, this is what has been common with with the with the Sada of Quraysh, whenever they travelled outside and come back with little youngsters, and 
they rear the young, they took take these youngsters and they they actually buy them as slaves, and then use them as slaves when they as they develop with their, with their masters. So, but Shaybatul Hamd obviously was not done that to. He was um, that was his uncle Muttalib, but he became known to the Meccan peoples as Abdul Muttalib. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Um, we then went to the extent of having to look at, at, at Muttalib's development in Makkah and uh, we said that he grew up amongst his cousins um, and, and, and obviously he did not have a father. He was an orphan child. So obviously he, even though being one of the Sada, was one of the less fortunate of the Sada. Less fortunate in the sense that he didn't have a father so he had to be I had to be here happy with whatever Allah granted him to be able to achieve. And the fact that he was being of the Sada, he had to be able to then to develop with them and become one of the leaders like the other youngsters, the cousins of his. And Subhanak, they then gave him the responsibility in development of, as they develop youngsters, they gave him the responsibility to become the minister of waterworks in Makkah. Now, what is important here for us to understand is that waterworks within the Meccan, that period, was a very uncomfortable process, a loathsome situation. May Allah grant khair and barakah, inshallah. Shukran so much, Sheikh. Now, Sheikh, tafadol. Shukran jazakallah khair, Just before the break, we indicated the fact that the, the uncomfortness, the uncomfort that there has been in the period, at, at that period when Shaybatul Ham was this young man being given the responsibility of Minister of Waterworks. Now, Minister of Waterworks in the Arabian Peninsula at that time meant that he needs to get water from wherever and he needs to see that he actually feeds the people of Makkah with water and especially the visitors who comes in especially the visitors that come from different countries, different places, uh, that in actual fact he serves them with water. Now, that was not an easy task in relationship to what his cousins were given. They were given other jobs or they prefer to take other jobs as their fathers has actually guided them to what type of jobs they need to take. With open intention that they can give him the load and he will find the difficulty of having to find water. And subhanak la hawla wa la illa billah In his job it has not been an easy process to find water um, And, 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 and uh, the Arabian Peninsula at that time has become slightly more There is more a sense of drought in the around And he as he developed and became this young grown up man That now I have to find the water processes And, and it became very very unbearable and uncomfortable Subhanak la hawla wa la illa billah in the process of having to search for water and couldn't find water and the circumstances had become uncomfortable Then one day he was sipping at next to the Haram in, in, in the Haram of Makkah or, uh, next to the Kaaba uh, And they had a, a, a area where they were actually sitting and relaxing um, and, and falling asleep sometimes and under the shade and they have a little shade made there next to the Kaaba and, and they, they were sitting there and uh, he fell uh, into a slumber. And as he well, fell into a slumber, he had a dream. And in this dream, he was given certain uh, uh, words. This person spoke to him and said to him, 
Ya Abdel Muttalib. Oh, Abdel Muttalib, and then this person, after mentioning to him his name, this person said to him a word in the Arabic language that was not known to him. Now he's been one of the youth of the, that time. Um, uh, 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 if I say youth, he's been of the younger generation, grown man of the younger generation and he went to the elders amongst him and, and, and asked of them I had a dream, in my dream I heard this person say to me a certain word and I don't know what that means so when he told him that they said to him, oh that's an Arabic word of the olden days used it meant um, distance or it meant uh, 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 far off and he thought, oh well, it's just a dream, and it's a strange dream. A few days later, the sa uh, he heard the same voice again at the same time of the day, midday, in that slumber. Again this person called upon his name and said to him another word. And he thought, what? And then the first word meant something about direction, and the second word had something to do with um, stone or something of that nature or white stone and in the third day again he had the same thing and this time uh, um, he, he, he was the information that came to him that the foreign words that he had to every night to take to the people at, that sat at the fire the elders who sat at around the fire in the haram he, he said to them the, the, uh, this happened again with me what would be this and they said to him the next word had something to do to the place where you do the slaughtering and the blood is there they would have a certain word now those were all foreign words used like today in our time there's certain words that we speak that that's not known to our children that was spoken that we spoke or our forefathers spoke about example for us if I say to you uh, um, the word Avanhes, uh, 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 what is Avanhes? Uh, you'd be saying, well, what's that? Or many of the youth wouldn't know what that is. Most probably the elderly would might, might know. Now, similarly, there's been words used in a language, in the Arabic language, that was uh, uh, not commonly used then. And the elders knew it, and the elders could immediately say that word means that and that word means that. Subhanak la hawla la quwwata illa billah. And so when they said to him the third night, he made his, he put the, the things together and he so, so said to himself, there isn't water to be found. Here is, a, I've been given a, almost as if I've been given an answer to be able to find water in a, some direction has been given to me. And it says to me, white stone, and it says to me, some place where animals has been, uh, um, uh, some where, where animals, animals has been slaughtered and blood. And he took to himself to go into various distances from where he is in Mecca, and um, and he went to look and try to find out any of those things, so that he can get clarity to the process of where probably he can find water. And then, um, after a few days not finding the results, he came back and he said to himself,
let me use the place where I was sleeping or where I slept and this person called me and he went there and he stood at that place and he then took the first disc in a direction and he said okay that direction uh, it would be into somewhat like north or east or something of that nature and he said, okay, now I know that. So I would go, want to travel in that direction. And as I travel there, I would most probably see the white stones. And most probably there would be a place where the, the animals have been slaughtered. Most probably there is where I'm going to get water. Now he used this out of his own. And suddenly he was now taking to confirm the direction he needed to go. And he... he walk to be able to from where he was standing for where he was sleeping he moved and as he moved in that direction as of this the direction has been given to him he suddenly stumbled and as he stumbled and he looked in front of him to get to to do not to fall but he actually fell down on the ground and in front of him there was a piece of a white rock that came out and right next to the white rock there was blood of animals that were slaughtered and he said but these are the people that slaughtered the animals here yes all the sciences together and that night he got his children together and he had three sons and Abdul Muttalib with his three sons that he had um, went and started to dig around that white rock in the Haram of Mecca but unfortunately the digging didn't help him much um, because he needed um, most probably the modern type of digging that we need to a uh, type of material that we need to have having a, uh, uh, um, a shuffle and, a, and, a, and, a, and a, a pick would not be able to help you in the process because what happened was that in history there was known to be a well in the Haram of Makkah and that well was called the well of Zamzam but at that period in history the well of Zamzam was not noted, was not seen, was not used and when Shaybatul Hamd or Abdul Muttalib put together all the issues that he had in the dream he found all the situation in front of him and he saw that and he started drilling there and he didn't have the modern machinery and unfortunately before he get to got to a result it was the next morning and the leaders of Quraysh the Sada of Quraysh came about and when they found him doing this that they they said, this has never ever been done. Our forefathers had so much respect. This place is revered. This place is reverence. This is a reserved place. None of us take, even take up the stones. We do not, we shouldn't take up the stones. This is what our forefathers has taught us. We don't break the, 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 of the plants around Makkah. We don't take up the stones and we don't just kill the animals around in it. Everything is sacred. Subhanak la hawla wa la illa billah. And they then decided that because of him doing this and not consulting with them, and he did that with his own, they took him as a slave. They took him as a slave, and they said to him, "We will take you to the uh, um, 
place where the judgment can be held against you for what you were do, been doing. Because you couldn't do any of these things. And subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. They took him and they, they, they decided, the group of them, to go as the leaders, to go with him. And they do, did not put him into a onto an a, animal like the, a, a camel. They dragged him along with ropes. As he, yes, if he's a slave person, but his sons with, with, went with him. And they went to travel to where the place is, where uh, um, judgment was going to be kept against him for what he did. And subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah, on the way. Allah granted that he landed at the place in not far from, from Makkah in an area where at night, where, where during the day he was sleeping and the others were all having a shade that they were relaxing under and he had no camel to be on, neither did he have anything to relax on but he had a this very dream came to him another time and this person said to him on the other side of the hill there is water and he woke up and suddenly he went over the hill and he started digging on the other side of the hill because he's a minister of waterworks and for him to find water is such an important aspect and here he dugs and dugs, and when he get the excitement of his hands, feeling the wetness of the ground, suddenly he went into a cry that's loud. <coughs> he shouted, and Subhanak, as he shouted, um, the Quraysh people uh, that, that, that was having rest in the midday woke up, and they heard him, and then when they looked, they saw he wasn't present. But they saw his footsteps and they wondered why he was, why were they shouting? And some of them thought he was running away. And then they followed his footsteps to get unto him and to their amazement they got on the other side to see that he got to water in the place in the desert where there was no, never water found before. And that is one riwaya. The other riwaya says to us, he was taken to Okaz. He was taken to where this place is and there was a judge and this judge has been a woman and she's been uh, 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 um, busy with some, some magic or things of that nature and she was the person um, who judged for them the situation of what he said his experiences was. She also gave him the right and the other riwaya about the fact that he, he found water in the desert gave him the right to come back to Makkah and they allowed him to be able to work and find what he had in his dream to check whether that is true and they wanted to be able to the, to take that right so they said the, 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 the other leader said to him if that is the case then we will all have the water as ours Abdul Muttalib said to them under no circumstances this has been given to me if it was meant for you then you would got it would have got it so that when they found out that he doesn't want to share this idea so what they did they did not come to help him they allowed him as okay if that's the case do your own thing but they came to be able to check and see do your own thing and they didn't assist him in any way neither did they ask their children to assist him but what happened is they because they thought it's, it's going to be a difficult task and they found that 
There was a massive rock, this white rock that he was seeing, a massive white rock next to the Kaaba that was there. And they, he had to move this massive rock. First, see that he dug around it completely, and then after digging it and make it clear, then he could move this white rock. And when he moved this white rock, he found beneath it a, some, some uh, um, palm trees that was packed uh, over something and when he, they moved, moved the palm trees they found that there was things that was there of that was of old known to their forefathers that was things that was inside the Kaaba. Now it was made of gold matter that there was, it was uh, um, uh, um, like uh, what we would call cups and, 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 and um, utensils you to but gold and made of gold these utensils was all in there and then underneath this the, these uh, uh, utensils um, there was another layer of of uh, um, palm trees on the ground and then when they moved that palm trees or when he managed to move that palm trees he found that there was something like a well underneath and the well then started to be able to give off of the water and subhanak at that time whilst abdul muttalib was struggling he and, and obviously he called upon allah's help Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. We are speaking about various people that took part in the life of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu all around the banner of Hajj. And for now, I'm going to be handing over to Sheikh to continue. Sheikh Tafatul. Shukran Jazakallah khair for that one, Aunt Yasmina. Um, just before the break, we were busy on what happened when Shaybat Ulham managed to be able to remove this great rock, this big rock that they had to move. And then we see beneath this rock, there's been a layer of... of uh, um, um, uh, 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 palm trees. It was the the the, the bark of the palm. The, the, pa- the palm trees was there, and then underneath the layer of palm trees, there was um, a, a stack of of gold uh, utensils that was inside the Kaaba. Then beneath that, there was another layer of palm trees um, that was. Uh, and, and when they moved that palm trees, they found that there was the uh, remnants of a, a well that there was, um, that was known as the well of Zamzam. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwati illa billah. When Shaybatul Hamd opened that and Subhanak uh, Abdul Muttalib opened that, he found Zamzam. But while he was working and struggling to go through this process, he said he made an oath and he said to Allah, Oh Allah, I beg thee. In, in, in my strife and difficulty that I, I have to be able to run the process of being Minister of Waterworks, I only have three sons and it's a load for me. Oh Allah, I beg thee, if you give, give me many more sons, I will offer one of them on your path. Subhanak. And as we said, he was a somewhat a youngish man. When Subhanak, when he they managed to find the well of Zamzam and he managed to be able to uh, then use it as water years went by in having to serve them to the extent that Abdul Muttalib became one of the leaders of the great leaders and the respected leaders amongst his people his cousins uh, uh, revered him he's become an old man a big man a man of many, many benefits that they could reap from they could learn from him they could develop amongst themselves and he could then become one of those leaders who could de- develop 
the next generation. And subhanak in the process with him having children, Allah granted him a total of 13 sons and daughters. He had 13 children. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. And um, so yeah, he had so many sons and then happened that a period of time went by as he had his sons and the sons developed and Allah granted him to get married to many women of which he had various sons. His, uh, um, the last lady he got married to her name was Fatima and he married Fatima when he married Fatima from Fatima uh, he had a few sons and the last one of the youngest one he named him Abdullah Abdullah was a young boy who grew up in Mecca developed in Mecca um, under the he's now a, 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 a young boy compared to his other brothers which was much much older than him and uh, but Abdullah has been a exceptional child in the ex to the extent that everybody that came to deal with him that came to play with him that came to interact with him in any sense found him to be a person with wonderful character but he had also had a wonderful smile on him and everybody just loved him for who he are for who he was and subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah this child grew up and developed amongst his people to such an extent that the elderly of Makkah revered and respected him they had so much reverence and respect and honor for him that they would wouldn't mind to be able to give anything for him to such an extent that as he developed and grew into a young little uh, boy and became to the age of Mukallaf, he became attractive and everybody of the young ladies of the area dreamt of this man but nay not only the young ladies even the old ladies saw this person as such a beautiful and a wonderful person an admirable person and they all yearn in their hearts to be able to have something for, for to, to have something for him and it's so developed or to have some form of relationship with him and it's so developed that after some time and years has gone by and Shaybatul uh, and, and uh, Abdul Muttalib was once uh, um, one morning came to the Sada and said to them I had a dream and in this dream I saw that I was told in this dream that that offer I made at the time the, when they found the Zamzam and requesting I must offer one of my sons and so the, the elders said to him come let's do it Let, let's see what we do and Allahu Akbar he then decided that he was gonna uh, uh, Abdul Muttalib decided he was gonna um, uh, put all the names of his sons together and pull lots on that and see which among them is the one he's going to use in the path But now when a person in of those days says I want to offer one of my sons for the path then he meant 
that it could be used to be able to benefit humanity. Somebody who is going to do some work that's going to play such an important role and Abdul Muttalib had this wish and desire it could be any of his sons. So he took his son's names and he put it together and he pulled lots on it. When they pulled the lots on it, they found the name of Abdullah came forth. Allahu Akbar. And then Shaybatul Hamd or Abdul Muttalib realized that he now had to slaughter his son. And then he informed the, the, the Sada with him that this is what he's going to do to be able to slaughter his son and they were not very very happy with that Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar indeed inspiring story as well as having me sitting on the edge of my seat so now we are going to be going ahead in terms of what happens after the name of Abdullah that has come forth and that uh, now realized that he had to slaughter his son that being Abdullah Abdul Muttalib has slaughtered his son and the people that uh, were surrounding him was not very happy about that. So what happens thereafter? Sheikh Tafatul. Shukran Jazakallah for that one, Yasmina. Um, as we indicated, that um, Abdullah as a young boy had such an impact on the people in Makkah. Everybody loved him. Everybody just, just, just loved this child. He was a young boy. And uh, that the Sada at that moment felt that they could probably accept any other son of Abdul Muttalib but not uh, not Abdullah. Um, but Shaybatul uh, Abdul Muttalib felt strong that he must be able to do this, and the, the elders persisted with him and told him, "Let's see what we can do." And he said, "Then let's do it another time." Let's take the, uh, um, uh, pull the lots a second time and see what happens. When they pulled it the second time, the name of Abdullah came forth. Allahu Akbar. Again, some of them says, let's do it a third time. And then they did it the third time and the name of Abdullah came forth. So there is some structure who takes charge of this, who wants to see that Abdul, uh, Abdul Muttalib must be able to slaughter Abdullah. Ya Rabb. These, the elders did, was not happy with that and they persisted and persuaded Abdul Muttalib to be able to go to the Kaaba. And he went to the Kaaba and he spoke to the Rabbul Kaaba. He spoke to the Lord of the Kaaba, Subhanak. And he, they, he begged of the, uh, the Rabbul Kaaba and he said to the Rabbul Kaaba, if for that matter the name of Abdullah comes up again, then he is prepared to offer ten camels per time that it comes up as a means to be able to uh, slaughter in, instead of Ab Abdul Muttalib, instead of Abdullah, which means Abdullah ought to be slaughtered or 10 cam camels in, in, in when his name comes up. And so when they pulled lots again, the name of Abdullah came up. So the, now they had to slaughter 10 camels. Then again, Abdul Muttalib was sent to the Kaaba to beg of Allah to, they don't mind to be able to slaughter 10 camels every time the name of Abdullah comes up and this now comes from the Sada of Quraysh. 
The leaders of Quraysh are now coming up with this. They are making an issue. The people of Makkah, it becomes a major issue. The whole of Makkah gets involved in the process of the whole of the people of Makkah. Everybody, all the people of Makkah. Now there's only Quraysh. All of them is involved in having to see because it becomes the main issue that everybody now gets involved into. It's main. It's what we say, the main news. And subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. They, they then offer Abdul Muttalib to be able to go to the Kaaba and to offer Allah. Even if no matter how many times the name comes up, they will every time offer ten sheep. I mean ten camels to slaughter. Until the name of somebody else comes up. Allahu Akbar, la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Then they pulled lots. Already they did it the first time. Ten sheep had to be, ten uh, camels had to be slaughtered. They did pull lots again the second time. Another ten camel camels because his name came up again. And it went on again and again and again until they managed to come to a total of ten times that now pulled the lots. So ten times ten camels is how many? A hundred camels. And they spoke to Allah Ta'ala and the next moment nobody's name came up. Allahu Akbar. And they decided to show Allah appreciation for this. And the people of Quraysh with Abdul Muttalib then slaughtered and made a major issue and they took this young boy on the back on the, the neck of somebody of the big people and they walked with him in the streets of Makkah and it was it was a major issue it was a major topic it's some greatness in history to them that this happened to them that they could preserve this boy from not being slaughtered but instead they offered up a hundred camels that they had to slaughter and that was a big matter of the best camels of the Quraysh. They, and they actually assisted and gave of their camels towards the saving of the sun not being slaughtered. And so it happened that the sun was not slaughtered then but it becomes a major issue in the history I mean, in, 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 in the process of, of, of the life of this child and the father and everybody in the family and this child grows and it was a, a, a festivity to the people of Makkah that this boy was not slaughtered, subhanak. And then it so happened that this child, not long thereafter, developed a, a, a few years and then many a people tried to go to Abdul Muttalib and presented the request from their daughters and their families to be able to have their son, their daughters marry the son of Abdul Muttalib. And Abdul Muttalib took to many of these people and listened to their views and because many came, many, various ones came along and Abdul Muttalib did not make an oath to any of them or an agreement with anyone and with them because Abdul Muttalib was looking for a good person interesting and he also felt that my son was not strong enough not healthy enough not to just get married he he's he's, he's of marriage age but abdul muttalib wanted him to be able to be somebody with a skill and an ability 
and it was known that the Quraysh people, they were all traders, and they studied the, the, the or the best of them were the people who were the, the traders who goes out to go and trade, and he wanted his son to also do this. And then the age came and he sent his son onto the first journey to go and trade. So when his son went onto the first journey to go and trade, which is Abdullah, then Abdullah had strange things happening to him. Somewhere on the route of the journey that he went on, the first journey that he went for studying the process of dealing with the process of becoming a tradesman, he found that a young lady um, requested of him to, to marry her. And he said that no, he will not be able to marry. Uh, and the reason he said he will not, because he says that she then offered him 